0: You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com Now, here's the OTI Guys.
1: Well, hello there and welcome back to another Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. As the intro says there, it's the OTI Guys. And for the first time in quite some time, I'm happy to say... Both the OTI guys are here. It's myself, Colin Kelly, joined by DJ on the show. Uh, DJ, how's things been going since the last time we talked? Uh, getting over the the Brady news yet?
2: <laughs> Colin been very busy. We're not going to discuss Tom Brady until Tom Brady is exonerated by Roger Goodell. <laughs> Highly unlikely to happen, but. Let's not mention Goodell anymore in case the NFL decide to sue us.
1: Yeah, well, I thought, DJ, you might have went along the lines there of the usual no comment. Uh, I thought you might have refrained from getting involved. But maybe it's just uh, still uh, too tough to let that one go. But we'll see. Uh, We talked about it earlier when we were talking about the the Patriots preseason game yesterday and Tom Brady playing a lot more action than we would expect at this stage. So maybe the Patriots think that there is a chance that that will be reduced. I thought Garoppolo would get a lot more playing time. ...than he has been, but it's, uh, that's going to be interesting to follow. Um, on today's show, it's going to be a very fun show. I had an interview yesterday with Alteron Werner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sat down with him. Well, I sat down in Ireland. He sat down in Tampa Bay. But we talked over uh, a couple of things, including what he thought of his Madden rating... ...and much, much more. It was a fun conversation. So that's coming up in just a little moment. As always, when you start the show, I'd like to say thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading in, of course... Please do subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever you listen to us on and give us a comment written on that there on the on any device that you have going. Um, it's always great to get multiple downloads as well if we can pander to the audience a little bit more. But uh, a lot of great reaction to last, the last shows. I about to say last week's show, but this is the first time we've gone for two shows in a week. So hopefully that'll continue into the season. We've been going one show for the off-season usually then. In the regular season, we do two shows a week. So we had Sigmund Bloom on at the start of the week, uh, Wednesday show, and a uh, very interesting conversation with him, a lot of good feedback. Sigmund Bloom, off football guys of course and uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him but today's guest as well was a lot of fun to talk to and I hope you're going to enjoy this one and uh, after this we'll be back with uh, a little bit more talk and a little bit more uh, NFL news and discussion and uh, here's the interview I did with Altron Werner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers The OTI Red Zone presented by OvertimeIreland.com Joined now in the show by Altron Werner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, He had some great news over the past uh, week just uh, we were meant to talk to him last week but he had a he had a birth, a baby boy in the in the family. Congratulations, first of all, on that. Oh thank you. <laughs> um, you celebrated it in quite some style. Uh, you was playing the the Cincinnati Bengals in preseason action last week, and you took a pick six uh, all the way back to the house. Uh, have you been happy with how your preseason has been going? Um, yes. Uh, I mean,
0: first and foremost, I just think being healthy and being able just to go out there. And, to work on things, which is different from last year for me, but uh, so far it's been so good. Uh, It's still nowhere close to where I want to be, but um, just seeing it live and just getting some live reps, but in a state where it doesn't count as much uh, it's been very valuable for me.
1: Yeah, you mentioned getting back to where you want to be. You had a phenomenal season in 2013. Got to the Pro Bowl at the time. You were with the Tennessee Titans. Moved to the to the top of a Buccaneers last year, and uh, it was the first year under Lovey Smith. You mentioned uh, you know getting healthy. You had a number of injuries to do with. It was a tough year overall for the team. But uh, now you have uh, your number one pick in Jameis Winston. I'm sure you're you're starting to look forward to a healthy season, looking to hopefully, uh, obviously get further away from the that number one pick this year.
0: Uh, yes. Uh I think we have the tools to do it. Um, I mean, 2 or 14, I don't think was indicative fully of yeah. how good our t- team could have been last year. We were so close in a lot of games, but it is what it is. We were two 24 fourteen, so uh, um, I'm thinking that we're definitely going to have a lot better showing um, it being second year with uh, just having a better understanding of everything that's going on. I think uh, Mr. Cutter been doing a good job over on the offense side of the ball, so I'm expecting a real big turnaround for us this year, and I'm expecting James to be uh, very instrumental in that.
1: Yeah, you mentioned as well um, you know the the chemistry the, the working with your other defensive players, um, obviously you 're playing there along with Jonathan banks, uh, two cornerbacks for the team. You have some very key pieces and players like Gerald McCoy. Have you been uh, impressed with how all the guys have been working this off season? Do you think it, you mentioned getting away from that two and fourteen season? Obviously, the defense is going to have a, a key role to play in that
0: um definitely. Um I definitely see the progression in all the players, even from the key additions that we've been having, such as George Johnson and even Chris Conte, Bruce Carter, Sterling Moore on on that side of the ball. Um, You just see things uh, are getting done the way they're supposed to at a better, more consistent pace with us. Uh, So, as you said, with, like, Gerald, um, you know, he's going to be a monster beast regardless of, of the situation or style. That needs to be played and then Levante um you know coming into his own in this defense and I think you'll see a lot more plays made by him as well um because I just think just us being in the system playing along together I think you're starting to see now you got the trust factor even more now and uh things are going to just be much more exciting on that end of the ball
1: Yeah, there's some new players coming in but there's a lot of continuity there as well and you get that rapport with your other players. You know who's going to be there when they need to be there on the field and uh, I think we will see a step forward from the defensive side this year. Last year... Um, You had a lot of work last year against the run in particular. You made a number of uh, very important tackles. I think you were up in the 50s last year for the the tackles you made, solo tackles. Um, Just from the perspective of running backs, I was just wondering uh, who for you is the the toughest running back in the National Football League to bring down in one of those solo tackles? Mm, uh, So you're just saying,
0: based off of last year, who I had to play?
1: Now oh, well, even if it wasn't last season, if uh, a running back has come up that you thought uh, was, was tougher than the rest of the guys, we all hear the talk about Marshawn Lynch, how hard it is that come came down in a, a one-on-one solo tackle. Is there anyone that's stood out for you, even, even if it wasn't last year, just in your NFL career?
0: Um, I'll probably say that Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson have probably been the toughest, because, uh, I mean, they're just hard runners. Yeah, And uh, just a simple arm tackle's not going to burn down. You have to really bring your whole everything to try to bring them down so i'll probably get those two um in particular most recent that i played Marshawn, but uh definitely both of those
1: yeah, two very tough guys and uh, I'm sure in the open field they wouldn't be your favourite guys to, to come up against just on the receiving side of the ball I mentioned that pick six against the Bengals uh, that was gonna, it was a tip off AJ Green in that one there AJ's obviously known around the league for his physical ability how good he is but there's a number of elite wide receivers in the league um, you've come up against the vast majority of them on the wide receiver side is there any of the guys that uh, maybe you think don't get the uh, around the league respect that they probably do do deserve?
0: Um, I'll probably say, uh, just somebody I've kind of been mentioning, I think, for the past couple of years. Um, I'll probably say Anquan Bowden. And, you know, it's going for his career, but I just think he's just so solid and so productive still. And he's very dependable. He has great hands and is a very, very tough receiver. Uh, I just don't think he gets as much credit as he You know, deserves, especially over the past couple of years, um, where he's just been solid. And uh, I think he's definitely one. I think almost all the other ones kind of been getting more love. I think Jordy Nelson was kind of more under the radar, but he got his due respect last year. But uh, those two, in my head, are first ones that pop up.
1: Yeah, Bolden has been very, very solid over the last number of seasons. Uh, Finally, I don't know if you're a a gamer. Do you play Madden?
0: Uh, I used to. Uh, (laughs) Not not too much time now.
1: <laughs> went away. I was just wondering, i seen that the ratings had come out. I've actually just picked up a copy from the shop myself, haven't got to play it yet, but I see that you're rated 87. I've seen people saying that they're not happy with their ratings, but 87, uh, I think that's quite respectable. Would you think it should be higher or after the season are you going to say it is going to be higher after the season?
0: Yeah, that's always my goal just to get it improved. Um, <laughs> I'm not really too particular about the ratings. The only thing that I always get upset with that rating system is at my speed. I mean, I know I'm not known to be a burner, but, I mean, the past couple of years they had me at 87, which I just think is awful. Then now i got dropped to an 85. I'm like, I'm not even in my 30s yet. How my speed <laughs> get slower in the past? But other than that, I don't, I, don't really, I don't really pay too much attention. I just think it's kind of cool that I'm even in the game and just being able to just be in that situation. So it's not really that much of a big deal to
1: yeah, it's- me, except it's, al- it's always cool to hear the, the players' perspective on that and you said it didn't really matter that much but uh, I thought that we'd get something that maybe uh, you could say on and of course the speed so hopefully next season the guys at uh, Madden EA can sort out the speed for you and get it a little bit higher but it's been a, it's been a lot of fun talking to you Alteron uh, wish you all the best for the rest of the preseason, end to the season and uh, thanks again for coming on to talk to us
0: oh, No problem, thank you for having
1: me. You're listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland So that was Alphron Berner off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I mentioned it. I thought it was a lot of fun talking to him, a short amount of time we did spend with him, but always good to get any current players on, get their thoughts on what's going on in the league. And I think the Bucs are going to be a little bit better this year than they were last year. Well, it'll be hard to uh, end up as the 32nd worst record in the NFL this season. But I think overall, with Jameis Winston coming in, with... Mike Evans, although he's suffering at the moment with a bit of a hamstring niggle. But uh, Doug Martin looked good in the last pre game. And uh, I think the team as a whole is uh, on, on the way for a bounce back. A lot of people were picking them this time last year as a dark horse team for the NFL playoffs. But uh, it didn't come to fruition for them. And I know a number of Irish Buccaneers fans that are looking forward to this season. So uh, shout out there to, to Parik Bork, one of the Donegal Vipers that I played with this season. Big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So hopefully he enjoyed listening to that one. Connor Philpott as well down there in Cork also. DJ, I meant to start off the show uh, with the point being made, but uh, Madden 16 came out uh, over the last few days. You bought a copy of it. I've sold my PlayStation because I'm going to Australia, but came over here. Uh, we're at we're at DJ's house and. Uh, I I won the first game, DJ. Did I mention that at the start of the show? I forgot to mention that, but uh, playing with the Indianapolis Colts. DJ, I thought had snatched a late victory, and uh, I had to march down the field. Well, rather than march, I had to throw it to T.Y. Hilton from Andrew Luck. I was playing as the Indianapolis Colts and uh, went for a long score. So, lucky enough, in the end, I, kinda, I I got that one snapped victory from the jaws of defeat. But maybe there's a no comment coming up on this one,
2: DJ, is there? No well, comment. unfortunately, I didn't get to listen to the interview with. Ultron yet, and obviously he is Tampa Bay's greatest ever cornerback. <laughs> uh,
1: with the uh, Darrell Rivas fellow used to play for them, although he wasn't at his best while playing uh, in Tampa. I'm sure you remember. Do you remember Darrell Rivas played for the Patriots last season? Uh, yeah, place. yet
2: again, Ultron. Best ever cor- or cornerback <laughs> if you're listening in. Yeah, uh,
1: now Darrell Rivas with the New York Jets, so Daisy refuses to talk about him. Although last year, possibly his favourite player of all time at that stage. But, of course, we know the Patriots won... Uh, the Super Bowl with some deflated footballs, and uh, well, we'll leave it at that. There until it reaches its f- conclusion, which could be in the next week or so. It'll be interesting. It has to be finished up before Thursday night football in uh, two weeks' time, September 10th. So it is dragging out. It has dragged out, and. Uh As many times on the show as I've said, I'm I'm done talking about it. When you are back on the show today, I thought I had to bring it up and uh, talk a little bit about it. But other news, DJ, around the NFL. Before we get on to the other news, Madden, of course, uh, we did mention it there. Absolutely uh, fantastic graphics, fantastic gameplay. There's some glitches, I'm sure, that have to be uh, taken out of it. And that includes the two touchdowns you got in that game. Both both glitches, I'll call them.
2: But uh, the game as a whole, DJ, very impressed with it. Yeah, fantastic graphics, Colin. You mentioned Antron talked about his rating of Madden, and I know Brandon the of the Patriots wasn't very happy with being rated the same as the likes of Kendall Wright.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, everyone wants their rating to be higher, but Kendall Wright playing for the Tennessee Titans, I'm sure. He'll probably be thinking that his rating should be a bit higher too, but as I said to Alteron, uh, go out and have a, a very good season this year and that'll have you as a higher rating next season. I'm sure Justin Forsett probably wasn't happy with his rating last year, but his has increased dramatically this season after a great season last year for him with the Baltimore Ravens. And um, overall, just I thought it was a, a good game, I'm sure. I've seen a lot of our followers have been tweeting about the game and how much they've enjoyed it. It has been A lot of fun playing it and um, hopefully we'll uh, get a few more games later today after we record the podcast. But on to the NFL news now and uh, the big news I suppose in the last couple of days is Martavius Bryant of the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be suspended for four games under the NFL's substance abuse policy. Bryant had been, you know, hyped up a lot over the preseason. A lot of people looking at him in fantasy drafts. He had a number of big games last year. I thought he was going to be a, a boomer busted player this year, getting big points in some games with a lot of long runs. Was kind of he was, you know, he, he didn't have a lot of receptions last year, but he did garner a lot of points over the last kind of ten weeks of the season. But he's going to miss the four first four weeks off this season. And Ben Roethlisberger a couple of weeks back was talking about, uh, you know, Marcus Wheaton has been the breakout star off the team and. Uh, Mike Tomlin would be hyping him up as well. So I think uh, maybe the, the Steelers knew about this quite a few weeks ago when they were starting this hype train on um, Marcus Wheaton. But it's a big blow for them. A couple of you know suspensions now for them because they're missing Le'Veon Bell for the first two weeks of the season as well. And Ben Roethlisberger's fantasy value might take a little bit of a hit with this one. But you know it's all a balancing act. A lot of NFL teams over the last few weeks have lost... Uh, talented wide receivers and this is another one that's going to uh, miss the start of the season the, the wide receivers are starting to get thinned out a little bit with Kelvin Benjamin, Jordy Nelson and of course now Marcus Wheaton and with another round of preseason games coming up tonight and tomorrow night um, I'm sure it'll be whittled down a little bit th- further but hopefully we see no injuries over the next few days But um,
2: good news for you DJ I guess is he'll not be playing against the Patriots in week 1 <laughs> yeah well calm he's going to miss week 1, Levin Bell's going to miss week 1 Two players who have been proven to have broken NFL policies, one getting a four game ban you know you prove somebody's done something wrong four game ban you have no evidence somebody's done something wrong four game ban oh, either way Dr. To Tom brady either way, people with r g not having great success recently moving on to that r g three slightly more popular in my books than the man that's based in new York he's going to miss some time or it looks like he's going to miss some time now that the doctors have reversed his concussion decision?
1: Yeah, he got a concussion in the last pre-season game. A lot of people at first thinking it could have been possibly a separated shoulder, but it was a concussion, and it looked like he had been given the all-clear to, to go into the action this weekend, but he will not be playing now uh, this weekend in the, in the Washington Redskins pre-season game. And, you know, for a man that come... You know, he's, he's he had such a phenomenal rookie season, then he had the injuries, and he's had a lot of injuries, but his game at the moment has just... I don't know how to describe it, but he's had a, a lot of issues over the last couple of seasons. And in preseason, you know, hes I keep saying it on Twitter, he's getting far too many big hits, leaving himself open to it and both the game plan off the offense, leaving him open for it. And it's amazing then when you see uh, the backups come in like Kirk Cousins, and they're just not taking these big hits, whether it's they're playing smarter, whether they're getting better play calls, what's happening. But, you know, RG3 just looks like a guy that the NFL is not going to be along for him. So we'll see how long it takes him to get back, probably back for the last preseason game, but, uh, you know, it's not looking good for the quarterback carousel down there in Washington, and speaking of Washington, uh, Jay Gruden doesn't want to be called fat, apparently, it's, uh, you know, he's taken a shot at a couple of internet articles, or, you know, publicists that were saying that maybe he was a little bit chubby, but I think as an NFL head coach, you have to have a little bit thicker skin than that, and uh, things like that is just silly, really, to come out and say it in the media, but, I've just seen that come up uh, when we're on the subject of the Redskins. That was the next piece of news. Johnny Manziel, DG, will not be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. He'll have to sit out that action with an elbow injury. Um, had been talked about over the last few weeks that he was having elbow soreness, but he did play in the other games. He's looked um, quite serviceable in those games in preseason, so it'll be interesting. His development at this stage of the season now seems a lot better than it was this time last year. Uh, made some nice throws, but he'll not be playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and of course that means he won't be playing against Altron Werner, who was on the show just a little bit ago, but uh, the Buccaneers, showing some nice stuff Uh, the Browns, maybe not Showing as much nice stuff. But we'll see we'll see, you know, the preseason is the time for trying to get systems put into play, trying to get the, the scheme ready rather than trying to show how good you're gonna be in the regular season. We've seen teams go four and and0 in the preseason and then go 0 and sixteen in the regular season, and that all goes back to the Detroit Lions a few years ago, so the preseason doesn't count for much in the end on that scale. Um next up DJ Jerry Rice, he's talking about Odell Beckham that catch that he had and you know people a lot of people regard Jerry Rice as the greatest wide receiver of all time he says that he could not make the catch that Odell Beckham made against the Dallas Cowboys last year playing Madden earlier I mentioned that is kind of you know it's on the cover of the Madden game and the, the graphics at the start of the game it's Odell Beckham making the catch so uh, Jerry Rice one of the greatest of all times is that uh, he couldn't make it and I don't think there's probably too many ever that could have made it just the athleticism uh, he was in just it's a gift the way he caught it but then I'm sure there's a lot of the great catches that Jerry Rice made for the San Francisco 49ers that Odell Beckham couldn't make and again I think Odell Beckham has a real chance to be a real star in the NFL he's already a star but you know to be one of those Calvin Johnson type talents that you know just for five or six years really dominates the league but at the same time I think maybe we'll just pump the brakes a little bit and calling him uh putting him into that elite elite category there's there's a kind of debate going on at the moment that he is already in that category but i think he's he's still a little bit below it Um uh, stevie bryan dj was released by the texans i've been watching hard knocks i've been really enjoying the coverage on it some interesting backstories in it as well i'm sure all the listeners have been staying tuned i know you're a couple of episodes behind me and on, on my watching um I've been watching it in game past he's been watching it in sky sports and uh sky sports episodes have been aired every sunday so it has been a lot of fun watching it a lot of good stories bill o'brien getting to see some of the stuff behind the scenes and you know the quarterback battle there i suppose was uh, wrapped up this week with brian Hoyer becoming the starter for the foreseeable future anyway they didn't give him too long of a lease but he's gonna be starting ahead of ryan mallet but they released stevie brown uh, he signed with them and he had a lot of interest at the start of free agency, after leaving the the New York Giants, and a lot of interest, but the Giants' situation now is kind of in turmoil at the safety position, and I think uh, there's a chance that you know Stevie Brown could be on his way back to New York. It'll be interesting if it happens because. All the all the interest was around him at the time uh, when he left the Giants, but didn't work out for him. And um, he, he's moving on from the Texans, the Texans moving on from him. And we've seen on Hard Knocks just how swiftly some of these decisions can be made from time to time. But uh, anyone that hasn't checked it out yet, definitely check it out. And probably don't watch it with any children in the room because there's quite a bit of swearing. Bill O'Brien loves to use the, the F-bomb from time to time in that one. DJ, the next big bit of talking points I would say is uh, NFL fantasy drafts and uh we've we've our big one coming up tomorrow night the money league draft heading up there'll be a well dj's working on monday so maybe not any drink taken but i'll probably be having a few so hopefully by the time we get to round 15 the the decision making will still be nice and sharp but i'm looking forward to it i've done a couple during the week for a a number of other uh, you know sites and Things like that there that have asked us to have teams on them. And it's been a lot of fun. Drafts going all well so far. The only one now I mentioned uh, was Sigmund Bloom the last day. One of uh, my dynasty leagues this year, a startup league. Took Jordy Nelson in that one. That was the, uh, the biggest blow to go so far. That was the third round pick with Jordy. It was a good value on him, but unfortunately it's not going to be any value for us this season. Uh, DJ, any players that you're really looking... You've been keeping it close to your chest. You're the number three overall pick in this big money league that we've coming up. And uh, I have number four... I kind of, you know, suppose it's no surprises that I advise Freddie Lacey, but he's just keeping his cards close to his chest on this one. Maybe a, a tight end from the, the Boston area could go high in our draft. We'll see what happens, but it's always interesting. You know, you can have your strategy. Everyone be ready for their drafts and we listen to podcasts. People will be talking about who to take at what point. Don't take this guy early. All this quarterback's going to go you know in the sixth round and all of a sudden then second round of your draft uh, somebody like Peyton Money just goes off the board a lot earlier than people would expect so it does shake things up I've done a couple of the drafts this week and you know you say in mock drafts somebody might be trying to troll you by taking somebody in the, the first or second round but I've seen it uh, one of the one of the drafts uh, I've seen Guskowski, the kicker for the Patriots, I think he went in the fifth or sixth round, and same with the Seahawks defence, maybe the fifth round as well. So some crazy things do happen in the real drafts too, and it's just about having your strategy right. But DJ, that third overall pick, who who who's on the mind today? One day out from the big decision?
2: Well Calm, you mentioned a quarterback there earlier on that you never know. He could this could be his breakout year, Mr Tony Football. <laughs> Well, we're going with fantasy. So, when Gino's not going to be about for the first couple of weeks off of the season, Gino, hope you're getting well. DJ
1: taking the uh, the fantasy football, the the fantasy element to the the next level there by living in a fantasy land as well. But maybe maybe later in the season we'll look back and. Johnny Football as a late round flyer could have value to it. I think he'll start later in the season. Don't think he's going to start for the first number of games. But I think he might get the that opportunity later on. But the less said about that, probably the better. But Cleveland Browns fans out there maybe shouting and saying, Johnny Football, get him in straight away. But I think overall the uh, the draft this year is going to be very interesting. I think outside of to those top kind of maybe five running backs you kind of go into the wide receivers then. I think a lot of people I've seen picking in drafts around the, the 10, 11, 12 mark. I've got some really really good value there on picking two wide receivers back to back and then going maybe for that uh, running back running back in the next two rounds it's always interesting you can have a strategy going in but the thing then when you go into the draft there's always a possibility the guy in front takes the guy that you really want and shakes the whole strategy up or somebody does fall into your lap and you can't believe your luck and See, it's all about having the, the right balance as you come to the end of the draft. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we have a lot of OTI drafts coming up as well next week. I think we have maybe four le- leagues that we're drafting for OvertimeIreland.com. So we're looking forward to those as well. The Vipers team, the Donegal Derry Vipers I mentioned was playing with this year. I'm, I'm in two of their leagues, DJ's in one of them. So I look forward to winning multiple championships hopefully this year. Last year was a mixed bag for for myself and for Overtime Ireland in fantasy football, but uh, a lot, a lot of injuries really devastated our teams. But I'm, I'm looking forward to this year, and uh, it's going to be fun. Anyone that wants uh, maybe some thoughts on their fantasy football lineups, uh, send us in a, a screen grab off your your team. I've seen some very good teams drafted so far, and not been sent in to us are uh, very smart listeners, but I've seen some on uh, other sites that I was left scratching my head, and the less I thought about them, maybe the better, because getting a mild headache thinking about them, but... Um, that there is really the majority of the show for today. We just wanted to put a quick show together to, to get in that interview with Alteron Werner, the Bucks playing tonight. He had a pick six in that last game, as I mentioned, so we'll see how he does tonight. He's looking for a big season and helping that Bucks backfield get all uh, you know in sync, I suppose we'll we'll call it. But the, the team as a whole, I think they're going to be better. They had a lot of injuries last year, and guys like Gerald McCoy and all involved, a uh, very, very talented unit uh, indeed. So DJ, with that there, I guess I'll wish you all the best in your fantasy draft tomorrow night. Hopefully you make some poor decisions on that swing turn when you're picking before me and uh, I'll pick up some great value in the, in the draft, but looking forward to it. And uh, of course, hopefully everyone enjoyed the show. Uh, we're going to give another quick plug here. We've linked up with FanFuel and mentioned it on the last show. But just a quick plug now, anyone interested in playing, we're hosting our own OTI Fantasy Football game. It's called OTI Fantasy Fives. Brought to you in association with fanfuel.co.uk. Every week we'll have an OTI Fantasy Five game off the week. You pick five players. That's what the five suggests. Pick five players. Same as Fantasy Football. Five players, not one game. You can pick them from either team and see the points rack up the person who scores the most points. Wins, simple as that. Uh, if you want to play for free, you can. But you can also... Go for the option of putting in three pound into the pot. The equivalent in euro or dollars will be worked out accordingly. But when you do that, there, then the the winner takes the pot. So you have to pay in to win the pot. But you know you can also play along for free as well. So it'll be the highest paid entry would win the cash prize. But it's it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun. And the first game I think we're going to go with is that New England Patriots game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Week One. And uh, it's going to be very very interesting, a lot of fun. You can play against myself and DJ. Uh, obviously, all the other OTI listeners and followers as well. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. So be sure and check out fanfuel.co.uk. That's fanfeud.co.uk. and they also have games going for the English Premier League action as well on a regular basis. So check that out. Great cash prizes you can enter there. It's only three pound enter, and you take the pool if you win. And of course, um, you can try and beat us once the NFL season comes along but we'll be doing more plugs as we we go through <laughs> the season for that and hopefully we'll get a nice group of you uh, entering into it each and every week as always, thanks for listening. Um, obviously, give us a written a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever you listen to us on. Keep spreading the word. Give us a shout-out on Twitter. Getting some great uh, feedback from you over the last couple of shows. A lot of good shout-outs. Getting our followers up. We're closing in on 3,500. Maybe we'll hit that before the NFL season. Uh, two weeks away, about 90 followers to go. So try and drum up a little bit of interest here for us uh, in the in the coming weeks and into the season. And We'll be giving out some prizes coming up I mentioned. We got some photographs uh, of Pittsburgh Steelers legend Bill Cower signed uh, a few weeks back. We're going to be giving out some of them. And of course, OTI t-shirts as well to give away and much, much more. So do stay tuned for all that. Stay tuned to, at Overtime Ireland on Twitter. And of course, uh, hopefully just not as long to we're on the next show together. Maybe we'll be able to join up for a few shows before I head away to Australia. But um, until the next one, I'm Colin. I'm And of course, have a good one.